You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. E-S-N-Y. of the Hoops Addicts Anonymous podcast, an Elite Sports NY production, taping on August 20th, Thursday evening, just after 9 o'clock, and wow, uh, the NBA lottery has uh, just occurred, just passed by, you know, most people are watching the Lakers in Portland right now, um, very, very interesting uh, for Knicks fans out there, Chip, myself, um, pretty, pretty interesting as well. But before we get into that, uh, we'll do some real brief introductions as always rolling with Chip here tonight. Uh, we haven't done an episode in a while, but, but looking to get back into this, um, and friend of the pod, always good to have him on. We have hoops habits, Colin Loring, Colin, how's it going guy? Fantastic. I'm so blessed to have the honor of being the guest for this specific podcast. This yeah. is a specific episode. I'm thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I can actually feel... It would be a happier one, dude. Yeah. yeah, I think we all did. I mean, there's some sincerity in there, but obviously it's it's a tough night for us. Um, the Knicks, who were sitting at the sixth spot in terms of the odds, uh, moved back to eight tonight. Um, the Charlotte Hornets moved up a whole bunch of spots. And um, I, I think I'm I'm just going to start off with either Colin or Chip here. You know, you you guys have the floor. Just kind of first gut reactions to this. I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of different ways we can go, but just uh, first first thing on your mind when when you see these ping pong balls come out, and um, and we see that you know the Timberwolves win the lottery, but there's a whole bunch of shakeup outside of that as well. Uh. Chip, you want to go first? I can I can be quick too. No, you go ahead. Yeah, I mean I've got I've got two immediate, well, three immediate takes with the first three picks. Uh, I'll start with the Hornets. I just know that they're going to find a way to screw this up, and it's it's not going to be good. I anticipate that they'll draft Lamelo if he's on the board and pair with Devontae Graham, and then they'll have to find somewhere to put Terry Rozier. Uh, for the Warriors, I think this only cements the fact that they're going to draft James Wiseman. I think when you're number one on the board, it's a little bit more of a broad search, and it's still more of an unknown. But with them being the second overall pick behind the Timberwolves, uh, I, I anticipate that they'll go with Wiseman at two, provided that they keep the pick. And then, uh, you know, just for the Minnesota Timberwolves, and I, I saw somebody talking about this earlier, I would be asking – what does their having the number one pick do for any odds at landing Devin Booker, whether it be 
pre-draft next season, I, you have to think 20% of the thought process is going to be you're going to be drafting a guy that you want to interest Phoenix in if you already don't have that guy in-house that you're willing to give up. Uh, I think it adds an interesting twist to the narrative. Uh, we know that, you know, Kat and, and D'Angelo and, and Devin are all close, and they've, they've been rumored that for a while. You know, the Suns went 8-0 inside the bubble, still missed the playoffs. I don't think that a, a Devin Booker trade is imminent, but it's something that I'd be talking about in extensive conversation if I'm in that Timberwolves front office, given the fact that they just won the lottery. Yeah, Colin, yeah. Um, I, I think one thing I, I want to ask you about real quick, and, and the Devin Booker, Booker conversation to me is probably the most interesting but with the Hornets, and not that I have a particularly strong opinion either way, but do you feel that that's a mistake to draft LaMelo and pair him, pair him with Devontae? Do you think that there's a different route that they should go in that area? Honestly, yeah. Uh, I think for, for a, an organization as shaky as the Hornets are right now, I mean, they are literally their lifeline is that Devontae Graham came out and had a breakout season. Right. Otherwise they could very well have the number one pick. Like, we don't know. They would have been a lot worse, obviously. Right. Uh, and, you know, for Charlotte, it's it's been a, a consistent theme. I don't know. I have to do, you know, more research, look at the tape. But Onyeka Okongwu, or even if James Wiseman slipped, I'd be looking at a big man if I'm them. Uh, Rozier, I think, can keep the ship afloat at point guard. And then if Graham can, you know, redo or – you know, reproduce at the same level that he's done this season. I think I'm looking away from the guard position and I'm going more into the front court. Chip, what do you think? First thoughts. Yeah, that's funny. You said uh, the Hornets are going to do something stupid. I thought that too. I think Wiseman is going to be the number one guy on their board. And I can see Jordan, because the Warriors aren't going to be married to that number two pick. And I could see Jordan doing something crazy like, trading a first-round pick in next year's draft to get up to two so he can j- take James Wiseman because we know he loves those guys from those major programs, and he I'm sure he's tight with Penny Hardaway, and he's going to want James Wiseman. I think that's going to be the number one guy for him. I, I don't know if he'll want to deal with the ball family drama. Maybe he won't care, but I think it's pretty guaranteed. I, I'd be shocked if the T-Wolves didn't take Anthony Edwards. I think he... He's the guy that they'll probably take. But uh, my first reaction was, obviously, shit, it sucks that the, the Knicks fell back. But, yeah, uh, now and then uh, I guess Devin Vassell is the guy, though, that they'll probably zero in on now. Uh, he's, I mean, I was reading about him, watched a little bit about him. That, uh, I mean, that's, that's what I look at, that the player comparisons and all that shit. Kevin O'Connor, I guess, compared him to, like, a Shane Battier kind of player or something. So, I don't know. I like Shane Battier a lot when he was in college, but I'd like him to – my I'd like my number eight pick. As much as I like Shane Battier, I'd like my number eight pick to be a little bit better than Shane Battier. But if he can shoot like Battier, that would be nice. I don't know. From, from what I've read and from what everyone on Twitter is saying, he's a, a Tibbs-type player. So it seems like that's the kind of guy they'd zero in on. Uh, Isaac Okoro, I guess, is another guy who's, I guess, the opposite of Devin Vassell. Like, Vassell's a shooter. Okoro can't shoot. He's a defender. And from, yeah, he's a defender. And I don't know. If if Killian Hayes is there, I think they should take Killian Hayes. I'm not sure he'll be there. But if he is there, they should take 
like him. I think he's going to be really good. But I would take Hayes over Halliburton. So it just to just to throw that in there. I hope they don't. I hope they don't take Halliburton over Hayes if both those guys are on the board. I really don't. Yeah, it's funny. I, I think uh, first reaction is is similar to Chip. Although uh, we were talking a little bit offline about the fact that it just sucks for us as fans that are are continuously used to disappointment that we move back. Of course, we move back, right? But Chip was saying offline that you know I'd be way more pissed off if this was next year and we move back um, in a much more loaded you know uh, lottery. So I, I agree with that, and um, I I think I, I also agree with what people have said in terms of, okay, in the lottery, there there may not be, it may not be very top-heavy in terms of star talent, but I do think you'll find solid rotational players, uh, whether they're in the starting lineup or um, off the bench as well. Um. Yeah, man. I, I think the Warriors. The Warriors interest me so much. I. I. It, to me, it, I think what Colin said is really interesting. I. I like them looking at Wiseman, but you could also say, you know, the Warriors may still feel it. It depends on what route they want to go. Do they want to draft a really young guy with an immense upside as a bridge to the next team, right? And I'm not saying that Steph and Clay and Dre are super old, but they're not. They're certainly not young. Um, and do they want because here's the thing, like besides this season, what players get developed on that team? Like I'm not saying that there uh, there's gonna be a guy that's not gonna be good, but you know, do you trade that pick and try and find another um, you know, a starting big man out there who who's gonna be maybe a little bit of a obviously Draymond is a great defensive player, but He's going to need some help as well. So to me, that number two spot is so fascinating to me. Um, and I'm really interested to see. Even the Bulls, man. The Bulls at four um, are really interesting to me as well. But uh, one thing I wanted to look at real quickly. So I pulled up Tankathon's big board. And I, I don't agree with all of the names that are here in the spots that they're at. But I figured we kind of go through them. Um and even if we wanted to talk Knicks and make it more specific to Knicks, that's fine. But I think from a Knicks standpoint, it is interesting because you could have guys that would be available at eight. Like the only guy that's in Tankathon, Tankathon's 14, top 14, that I think will be on the back end, that I think will be picked earlier than they have. Um, is Isaac Okoro, who's 13th on their list, and I think I don't think he'll last that long. Devin Vassell is nine. Denny Avdija is eight. Anthony Edwards, they have seven, which is there's no fucking way in hell he drops to seven. Obi Toppin six. Tyrese Halliburton's five. Wiseman four. Killian Hayes three. Onyeka two. Lamelo Ball one. So for the Knicks, I mean. Here's the thing. They they really could have a chance at picking one of Hayes, Halliburton, Toppin, or Vassell, um, which would be very, very interesting to me. And I think you'd be getting a pretty damn good player on either. We could certainly argue about which one. But there's th- my, my whole point is there's going to be somebody at eight 
that's going to be a pretty important part of things we do down the line. I'm not saying like multi-time all-star, but you know, it's it someone that's going to hopefully make this team better. Jeff, I love I love the optimism. Uh, unfortunately, I've been looking at every draft for the last decade and a half and then looking at who has been drafted at the number eight slot. And the last thing that is being inspired here is confidence. Mm. Uh, I'm just going to rattle off a couple names. I'm not going to continue to rain on everyone's parade. But 2008, Joe Alexander. Oh, God. 2009. I loved, I loved him. I loved him. Jordan Hill. 2010, Al Very good player. He's a good. He's a good player. Very good player. 2011 was Brandon Knight. Incredible, incredible career. Got dunked on by DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> uh, a little bit more than that. 2012 is probably the best player to come from the eight spot in the last 15 years. Terrence Ross. He's a very good player. Exactly. 2013, Contavious Caldwell Pope. Do with that what you Not will. Not a very good player. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, 2014, I'm going to stop here. Nick Stauskas. Oh, Just, uh, I, I don't know. I'm torn. I think uh, to get to get Nick specific, I think that there's no harm in looking at the trade market. I think in both moving up and potentially just getting rid of the pick for an actual on-court talent they could use right now. Uh, off the top of my head, I can imagine that if the guy that the Knicks want is still on the board and they're worried about the Pistons taking them, I don't see why the Pistons wouldn't be willing to trade back from seven to eight. Same thing for the Hawks. They've been picking in high lottery numbers for the longest time. I don't think that their biggest thing right now is they want to nail the number six pick ahead of you know Trey's third season. Uh, otherwise, I mean, I think the top five are pretty much locked in. Warriors, maybe I could see trading back, but obviously the Knicks don't have anything that they would want. Uh, so other than that, no, I, I'd look at the Hawks and Pistons as potential trade-up options, and otherwise I would honestly look to, to guys that are in the bottom of the first round and see if you can't get a real talent for that eight pick. Right. I don't... Again, now this isn't last year's front office. This is a whole new thing, and they could just nail this pick and blow us away. But just given recent history, I'm not, I'm not inspired confidence by the player that will become of the eighth pick. I'm not opposed to them trading the pick, like at all. If if the right player becomes available, like now that they didn't move up into the top three or four, like they're not going to get a, a franchise changing player there. Not in this draft, from everything you look at. So I mean, Ian Begley just tweeted out like they're not going to get Lamella Ball at eight. They might get. <laughs> Begley just tweeted out they they extensively scouted Cole Anthony during the season. They might be able to get him. I don't want Cole Anthony. <laughs> so he's going to be better than you guys think. I'm telling you right now. I don't want him either. I don't want him either. But he's going to be better okay. than you guys think. We're all in agreement. Yeah. I tell you what. The one guy that I would look at if if Okoro is available at six or seven, I bet you the Knicks get on the phone. That's a guy that I, I could see that. The way he affects the game. Bibbs is going to be campaigning hard for that guy, especially if he's available a slot or two ahead of them. He's a beast. Court, right? They said they said people like literally bounce off him when he go, when he goes into the lane. No, he's good, dude. He's and him next to Barrett at the three, 
I think that's a that's a winning recipe. Maybe not now, obviously, but a couple years down the lane. How about this? You add another non-shooter into that starting lineup. Well, that's so true. That's, that's very saying. true. You got to sign it. Yeah, I mean, you got to sign a point guard who can shoot. Is my only. I mean, obviously, Goran, Goran Dragic. Damian Lillard, obviously. I don't know why. Yes, you of course. Excluded yeah. that from the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. How about yeah, Dame, this? Damon Booch, and we'll be fine. Why don't we? Um, if we want to do all fourteen, we can do all fourteen. But why don't we go through each pick? And um, just give a real quick who we think they're going to take. Starting with the okay. starting with the if you guys want to start at fourteen, we can do that and go down. Or if you want to start at one, I, it does doesn't move me either way. Fourteen Celtics. You want to start? Yeah. All right. Chips, do it, brother. Celtics. I feel like they. I feel like they could trade the pick because they really. They don't have the roster spots. They have three first-round picks. Yeah. They could trade that one because I feel like, I mean, everyone's talking about this Poku kid. And the Celtics are a team that could afford to take a shot on him. They could also draft his stash, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, they could draft his stash there. They could all. I also see them taking like oh, we were just talking about Cole Anthony. I don't think they'll take Cole Anthony. I don't know. How about uh now they're pretty shit. How about Sadiq Bay? Villanova. So that's my pick. Chip Chip and I are on the same page. I think oh, I yeah? think they would take Sadiq Bay. <laughs> yeah. I like that, yeah. Villanova kid. Yeah. Uh Colin, you want to lead us on 13? Yeah, let's see what 13. We got the Pelicans. This is interesting. Now, this is a team where the guy Chip was just mentioning has been flooding my uh, timeline recently. Let me see if I can pronounce this correctly. I got it pulled up. Pokusevsky? Oh, yeah. Uh, I have no idea how to pronounce it. I I just said Poku because I don't know how to pronounce it. I think it's Alexei Pokusevsky. But yeah, very, very well. Yeah, no, that seems to me, that seems like a very New Orleans pick. Uh, if he's still there, Patrick Williams potentially. I think that for the Pelicans, it's going to be taking a flyer more than getting a, a, a surefire guy. I could see that. I could definitely see that. They, I mean, they're loaded, man. I'm not. They're either going to use it to take a flyer or they're going to use it to trade off somebody. I could see them yeah, even. Not, yeah, I could see them making a trade because they already have so many good young players. I mean, they've got that completely. I've done a 180. I've done a 360. I've done a 720 on Lonzo Ball. I don't know where I stand with this kid anymore. But they've got him, Jackson Hayes, Zion. You assume they're going to sign Brandon. Uh, again, I think that they've got more wiggle room on that pick than a lot of teams in the lottery. Yeah. Um, Man, Jeff, Jeff looked out. Jeff, I want to hear what the Kings are going to do at number 12. Let me see. Oh, yeah, I have no idea what the Kings <laughs> Before the draft lottery, I said, I don't care. <clears throat> I just, not the Pelicans and not the Kings. Pelicans for obvious <laughs> reasons. 
and Kings because they just don't deserve it. I think, uh, believe it or not, I think, um, let me see. Without going too deep, I mean, they got Buddy Heald there. All signs, all signs show that they want to sign Bogdanovich again. Right. Now that's a good point, though. Um, wow. This is a tough one. The Kings just need like a little bit of everything, unfortunately. So they're a 12, right? So that's yeah. actually where I'm going to put, even though I think he could go higher. Um, let me see. What, if he would make it past that. Yeah. We probably should have started at one. No, nah, it's all right. You know what? I'm going to put... <laughs> when I'm we gonna, get to the top seven, they're just going to rattle off. I'm going to put... Yeah, um, right, I'm, right. I'm, uh, that's where I'm going to put Patrick Williams, actually. I so, like so I, uh, I'm going to put Patrick Williams there. I think there's... And I'm not saying this is like insurance for Mar- Marvin Bagley, but I think like... I don't know. I don't know that everyone in that organization is really sold on him, even though I really I, I want to see him do well. Um, he's also a guy that he's been mad injury prone. To trade off and, and do something else with. It's a possibility. You know, that's, that's the reason that, that Vladdy's not there anymore. Essentially, they they've said it. You know, it was the kiss of death. I can't imagine you know wanting to keep that kind of morbidity in the locker room. Chip, you got Spurs. I know you're gonna nail this though. Spurs need Spurs need a lot of things. Anything with on. Guard, I think they're I would say. Really? You think no guard? I was actually thinking that they should take a guard. I was gonna nah, say I was gonna, gonna say Halliburton. Yeah, Halliburton's a good pick though. Yeah. They yeah, need I it. felt like he's he's experienced, he can shoot. Yeah, I was gonna say Halliburton for them. Especially if they don't bring, uh, if they don't bring DeRozan back, if they try right. and move him, so I think Halliburton's a good one for them. Now you're also saying that he's going to slip to eleven. That's the only. That's the double-edged sword to this. You don't think there's any chance of that for guards, though? I think I think there's a chance of that, but I personally, and I know that I'm I'm higher on Halliburton than others are. I think he should be higher, but I could see him. Slipping because what I've heard in terms of the criticisms criticisms about him is that because he can't really break people off the dribble, he needs he needs to be more of an off ball guy that can attack closeouts. Um, he's a really really good spot up shooter, probably one of the best in terms of like synergy profile. But um, I love Halliburton, but I know that a lot of other people are not high on him. Right. I well if. If not, if you think this is too low in the draft for Halliburton, then I guess... What about Aaron Neesmith? Vanderbilt. I think he falls further. Oh, okay. Okay. I think I think his big selling point is the scoring. And He's a great that, three-point shooter. That'll get him drafted in the first round for sure. And he so. shoots off movement, too. Right. But I don't I don't think it puts him in the lottery. Is this too high for Lewis? Uh, Lewis Jr.? Pure Lewis? I'd hear it out, given who we took with the other picks, yeah. I like where you're at, though. Chip's saying guard play. I think they roll the dice on DeJounte Murray, because he started to show signs for the end of the season. Before. Actually, to be honest, Halliburton would, 
would work pretty well with DeJounte Murray. You think? Because DeJounte's going to drive. DeJounte's not the shooter that Halliburton is. And if, That's true. I'll know. go with uh, Kira Lewis at 11. Okay. You said Kira Lewis? Yeah, I think Chip Chip went with uh, Kira Lewis at 11. Yeah, fantastic. That just makes us all the easier. I think uh, Phoenix Suns, if Tyrese Halliburton's on the board, that's what I've had pegged for his for his draft pick for a couple weeks now. I, lo- I, I love that. That would be... Uh, I think he's a guy that would fit very well next to Devin Booker, given his shooting and his like ability as a passer. That would be great. That he would play well off of Devin enough to where he can have the ball in his hands still, but also make the right plays when Devin's you know, dumping it off to him. I think that would be a great pick for Phoenix. Okay, so I do believe that leaves me with the Washington Wizards here. We have Halliburton off the board. And uh, I do know Colin has written extensively about the Wizards uh, this year, so I'm, I'm sure he's either going to rip or, or love this pick. But uh, I'm going with the UNC, man. I'm going with Cole Anthony here at number nine. So uh, I... I Listen, I know people don't love Cole. Um, if I'm being 100% honest, he's probably a, he's probably more of a 12 to 15 guy uh, in terms of the range. But I, listen, I think the I think that the Wizards could use him. Um, I really don't know that that backcourt of of Wall and Beal is is long for Washington, and. Uh, I think he could be pretty solid there. Colin, what do you think about that? Did I did I pick the right pick? Jeff, that's that's who I had slated for Washington and not. Oh, you're, you're is, wow, really? This is quite the anomaly. Yeah. Wait, you're being serious. I'm being so serious. Wow. <laughs> okay, all right. Interesting. <laughs> you passed the first test. No, uh, I'll take it. When it comes down to it, Washington's gonna be faced with a number of guards on the draft board. And I think for them, it's going to be you look at upside, you look at ceiling, you look at floor, you look at, you know, where these guys are going to end up down the road. I think Cole Anthony has the talent, but for him, it's going to be where he ends up. And behind John Wall, there are far worse places to be as a young and upcoming point guard. John has already displayed the willingness to teach and coach from the sidelines as he's been sidelined with his injury. I think for the Wizards, all better options off the board. They bring in Cole Anthony. They've got a potential cornerstone point guard for when John Wall gets off the roster. But given the uncertainty of his uh, his health, I think that could be you know two years. That could be next year. That could be halfway through this season. Uh, but capitalizing on Anthony's potential with Wall's leadership, I think would make for a perfect combo. Um, Scott Brooks is going to be stuck around. I think he'd be good for Anthony. Uh, and then for Washington to have a playmaker. And uh, a good a good shooter. He's a, he's a deep threat um, off the bench. I think would be very complimentary to what they have going on. They don't need a difference maker if they're picking at nine. I think they just need to take the pick with the biggest upside. Uh, real quick before I get Chip in here um, for the Knicks pick, which he's going to have, which I, I'm very interested to see who he picks. How did, did we schedule? Did we orchestrate this? I, I'm hap- I'm really happy it worked out that way. Real. I'm but Colin, real real quick, one thing I just want to ask you real quick. Uh, you brought up something that's really interesting to me. So let's just say Cole is there. Do you think Scott Brooks gets a chance to coach him? 
I mean, like, I, I, I'm very interested to hear about his job security based on their committed, results. It committed to the final year of his contract. Okay. So Washington, Scott Brooks will be coaching them, as he deserves. Okay. The opportunity to run with a healthy wall and build one more time, their free agency additions plus their top 10 pick, uh, there was there was little reason to shoot him out the door in a hurry with the coaching landscape so uncertain at this point. Right. Uh, I think they made the right call. I questioned about halfway through the season the legitimacy of him being still around this year, but how things shook out and how Beal almost you want to say developed, but I think the better word is progressed. Um, he averaged thirty points, you know, over thirty points per game this year. Uh, I think that earned Brooks the last year of his contract at a minimum. Okay. That's that's so as long as I can think. Stall. That's as long as I can stall. You got you got no more time. Let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> so do we think? So do we think Ant Man will be there at eight, or is he definitely going to be gone? I think he's. he's I think he's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Looks ridiculous. Yeah. I think they're probably going to take. We were talking about Okoro and Vassell. I think they're going to take one of those two guys. I'd love it if they took Hayes. I don't know if he'll be there still. But because I do think they'll take Vassell. And you already said Cole Anthony. I might have said Cole Anthony because I they were hot. They Cole Anthony has been mentioned already on lottery night. So, But uh, since you already said Cole Anthony, I guess uh, – I guess I'll say Devin Vassell. Yeah, that's pretty solid. I mean, I I, I love yeah. Vassell. I mean, yeah, I look if if the Knicks end up picking at eight, you're gonna have a hard time like really upsetting me with that selection. Yeah, you know, like yeah, like Cole Anthony would be a little frustrating. I'd still understand the vision. Uh, Vassell, a guy I'm not gonna argue with. Okoro, a guy that I'd probably be a little more happy with. But given where they fell. You're going to have a hard time disappointing Knicks fans, I think, with that pick. All right, so I got seven. I got the Pistons. Right? What's up? Yeah. Okay. Um. Damn. Another good one. And then it's just scotch-free for me, so. <sighs> Shit. I'm going to go... See, listen, I, I, I know as the draft comes closer... I'm going to start to get some heat because I like this guy a lot more than other people do. And I might even like him for the Knicks, but I think, uh, the Pistons could do a lot worse than taking Obi top in here at seven. I like it. That's, that's, that's who I, I, I think that guy's game is tailor made for, uh, the modern game in terms of a, a big that can shoot. He's not just an athletic freak. He's very skilled. He's a really good passer out of the double team. Yes, his defense is trash. Uh, if you're a really bad team like the Pistons, you don't need to worry about that. You need to get talent on this roster. Um, I'm taking Obi at seven. Can I give you my one grief with that? And then yeah, we'll keep moving. Of course. Uh, Obi 6'9, 220. I don't think that he'll ever end up being a center. So That's fair. the question now is, and I'm not as familiar with the Pistons. I've watched enough, mostly because of the absolute dumpster fire. I can only keep an eye on two at a time. Uh, Seku 
where do we see okay so if he's a small forward long term that makes more sense to me i wonder if seku wouldn't inevitably slide down to the four though how tall as he gets over how, how tall fills out. how tall is seku i can give it to you in two seconds all right six eight He's six eight two oh nine. I'm looking at him right now. All right, so they can really they can interchange between the three and the four. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think Seku's shown anything to to make them believe that he'll be a long term starter either. Well, let uh, me let me retract that a little bit. There's zero zero chance that Obi Toppin can guard threes. Uh, he can barely guard fours, and he played pretty much the five all year with Dayton. Um, yeah, he, it's gonna be tough. But, yeah, he can't guard threes. But, you know, I think Seku can play a three. I, I didn't watch the Pistons this year, but he did. He definitely did some things that were pretty interesting. No, he had some very – I remember when he first got inserted into the lineup, like the starting lineup, he had some games where he really was impressive. Yeah, he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chip, are you up – I think you're up for six. Oh, I think Colin is. Oh, Colin, you, you have the Hawks. Yep. Yeah, we, we let Jeff yeah. have the That's why we're here. Uh, <laughs> I think, and it's funny, if he slid, which looking at the draft order, I don't think it's impossible. I wouldn't be surprised to see Nick's Twitter favorite, Denny Abdija from Tel Aviv on the Hawks. Gives you a secondary playmaker in the starting lineup. He's a forward. We know where their positional needs are. Uh, if Jeff hadn't taken Toppin, uh, admittedly, that that would be my pick just because I think that they're going to reset the clock at power forward with Clint Capella coming in. I think they're going to sell John Collins for what they can get and grab another guy to fill that hole immediately in the draft. That, that would make a lot of sense. If DJ uh, makes a lot of sense for the Hawks, I think. But he also makes, yeah, a lot of sense for the Hawks. I think Trey... Those two together, it could be really interesting. I think it would have its kinks at first, but I think that could really work out in the long term for them. Chip, you got Cavs. Let's hear it. Sorry, Cavs. Yeah, like I'm really well. I'm really well up on the Cavs, so really educated <laughs> on what they need. Yeah. No, I. Uh, These are tough. I know actually. they. Yeah, I know they're like, uh, I know they just traded for Drummond or whatever, but I really like, uh, we were talking briefly about Onyeka Okongwu, and I really think he's going to be really good. I read, uh, like, Chris Persiganen is really high on him, and uh, he's written a lot about him, and I read his stuff about him, and I watched him. For me one more time. Huh? Onyeka Okongwu. No, 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 Chris is left. Okongwu. Give me Chris Percyinen. Nice, very nice. Chip Chip always pronounces his name correctly. I I yeah. pro- I probably struggle with it, but he know he he's I'm talking to the guy. Out how to say it. So before I actually have to talk to the guy, I can say it correctly. Oh. <laughs> no, I've talked to him before. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, he's he actually lives like like ten minutes away from me. That's great. Oh, he that's like ten minutes away. Yeah. From me. yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I like no, Okungwu. Uh, shit, what were we talking about? Great. No, I forgot. The Cavs. <laughs> the Cavs. Oh, Okungwu. Okungwu for the Cavs, yeah. Yeah, I like it. Okungwu for the Cavs. I like him. Uh, Thompson is a free agent. He's going to leave. Uh, he wanted to be gone, clearly. 
it's a bad season. You didn't want to be there. Jerome will probably opt in, but he'll have one foot out the door. I'm sure they'll try and trade him. Uh, I I think he's going to be really good. So, and yeah, I like him going there and I'm high on him. So I would take him if I was them. Interesting, and, interesting uh, thing. All the, all the elite franchise players or whatever are going to be gone by the fifth pick. So I agree. Interesting thing on the Cavs real quick. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw that tweet. I'm sorry, the tweet by uh, Kevin Love. He said signing Thompson is a priority. He was yeah. at priority number one. He goes leaders. So, it, I mean, I don't think Thompson will be there unless he signs for a really low amount of money. But I don't. I'm not too worried about that. I, don't, yeah. I think Thompson will be gone. All right. Um, I have the yeah. Bulls at four. Bulls. Kevin Love is a guy who's been trying to force his way out of Cleveland for the last two years. So yeah. I don't think he really. Probably, probably worth mentioning his yeah, opinion. Good culture. Carries way. Um. Okay. I got. All right. All right, you know what? For the Bulls, you know what? I don't care that they have Kobe White. Um, he's a young dude. I'm not really sold at his, sold on him as a primary initiator. I do think Kobe White is is decent. Um, can shoot off the dribble a little bit. Shot's not bad. Uh, he can break some guys off the dribble. He's a fast guy. But um, I'm going with Killian Hayes here for the Bulls. I'm going with yep. Killian Hayes. Uh, I, I like that pick for them. Hopefully they hire uh, Kenny Atkinson to figure out what to do with their young guys. Um, I think that would be a, a, a pretty good pick for them. Colin, you... I think that, honestly, you know, Bulls fans aren't going to want to hear this, but there's going to be some kind of turnover this summer. Oh, yeah. I use, I use summer theoretically, obviously, but the offseason. Uh, things just have to change, and I don't – to me, this doesn't really seem like a franchise that should be in any hurry to actually use their number four draft pick. I think these are guys they, if if they wanted to, they'd be fine off trading it along with somebody else to land an actual difference maker right now to help Zach Levine. Um, if not, maybe they trade a couple of the young guys and then they need to use the four pick. But I think as far as like the top ten, top eight, number four is probably the most fluid pick. And I say that fully acknowledging that the Warriors could trade their pick and are more likely to. I think that the Bulls at number four is the most fluid pick in the top end of this draft. Yeah, I uh, I think I can agree with that too. Unfortunately, um, because we went in reverse, I'm just going to make both of your lives miserable. Uh, Charlotte Hornets number three. You got to go Wiseman. They don't they don't leave this draft without one of Wiseman or Okungwu. I'd be willing to bet a lot of money on it. Uh, I think, you know, Wiseman's high profile. Chip brought it up. That may be something that appeals to MJ. He may have the backlinks, the back comms through the grapevine communication on what this kid's really capable of. Uh, in, in this instance, I take Wiseman. But again, they don't leave this draft without Wiseman or Kumo. I think that's fair. Um, yeah, I agree. Chip, you, uh, I think you have two and then I have one. Chip, yeah, you got Warriors. I, I have Warriors, and I think they're going to try and trade the pick. Probably. 
probably. Yeah, that would make more sense. But, uh, yeah. But who'd you take it for, Jeff? Um, you took Hayes. Yeah, Killian. Oh, you took Hayes? Yeah. Hayes. Well, it's... It's either Edwards or Ball at this point. You got two choices, Chip, yeah. Edwards or, Edwards or Ball, and everybody was saying the Warriors aren't high on Ball, but... I mean, they... Shit, I, I guess I'm gonna say, I guess I'm gonna say, ball, because the T Wolves are gonna take Edwards. So I, I, I'm gonna say ball here. Yeah. Because I, I don't think Edwards is, I don't think Edwards is gonna get past the number one pick. I don't think the, I don't think the T Wolves are gonna pass on Edwards. I think that's fair, man. Like I, 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 I would be very skeptical but also interested to see what a backcourt of D'Angelo Russell and LaMelo Ball look like. I would also be interested to see what a backcourt of Anthony Edwards and D'Angelo Russell looks like, but uh, especially from a defensive standpoint, and I'm not even saying that Ball is a a great defender because he's not, but um, yeah, I just think that makes more sense, man. I I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm going with Edwards at one. And uh, I think those fits make a little bit more sense. I think Minnesota will try and see what they can do with the guy who probably has the highest upside of anybody in the draft. You know, everyone is always looking for that dominant scorer, the guy who, with ease, puts the ball in the net. And that's what Anthony Edwards does. When he's engaged, uh, he's extremely difficult to guard. You know, can break you off the dribble, can pull up from anywhere. Um, Even... When I've seen some flashes of passing that's like pretty crazy. Some some full court length here, some very nice bounce passes. Um, you hope with Edwards, and again, the um, the criticisms have been motor and awareness, right? And whenever I hear that, I, I get very worried. But you hope that he's just so talented that when he gets around other people that are as talented or more talented than him, that it's going to raise his awareness that he's going to get with the game. Um, you know, it's all going to be about, you know, does the, do the Timberwolves have faith in Ryan Saunders and his staff to bring that out? I don't know. You know, I don't know enough about that team, but, but it would be, uh, it would be pretty interesting. Um, we're getting, yeah, so yeah. two guys, we let two guys slip. Who knows? Who knows who? Let me see. We saw a hard slide. I mean, like, third base to home run to win the game slide. Who, Maxi? I knew that was gonna. I knew that was gonna happen. I know. Yeah. I know. No one said Maxi. Well, no, I'm I, not. A, I'm not a. I'll be honest with you. I'm not a big Maxi guy. I might not have him in the fourth in the top fourteen. Me personally. You know, but most most places do have him um, slated for lottery. I agree. Uh, I think that it's not about if Maxi's going to be an NBA player. I think it's what position. He's one of those guys that. Very in between. When he, does, when he does bring the ball up the court, he doesn't look like a real point guard. And he's only 6'2". I don't know how much he weighs, but his size doesn't inspire confidence on the defensive end. Uh, no one said R.J. Hampton. No one said R.J. Hampton. Are you talking about we him? We didn't say a Coro either, right? No, we, we should. I'm pretty sure we did. No? No. No. Well, I was, okay. was going to say him, and then I said Vassell. Uh, well, which, hey. 
uh, a straight defender type guy who's shooting 28% from three and 67 from the free throw line, that's prime archetype for a guy that slides in the draft. That's true, but I will say this. Thinking back now, I'm sure I could have found a spot for him. I, I'd be so surprised if he makes it past 14. Uh, me personally. Yeah, I, but I, I would as well, but you know what? That's why uh, That's why we're just the Hoops Addicts Anonymous and not the uh, executives in the NBA. This is true. This is a very good point, Colin. <laughs> no, but... <laughs> But Colin's right, though. The the fact that he can't shoot means he's not going to be a top ten pick. I'd right. be very surprised if he went super high. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think the Knicks are the only team that makes sense taking a flyer on him in the top ten, just because you've got Thibs and he's going to hammer down defense. Yeah, like a mother. Oh, that's true. But he's but he's also been able to coach shitty defensive players on into good defenses <laughs> before and raise, it raise the ceiling defensively. I agree. Yeah. So it's, it's hard. It's a hard call. I just think that Okoro is very versatile, man. I think he can touch every area of the floor. I think that it won't be an immediate thing, um, which would obviously make sense for him being drafted lower. So it'll be interesting to see what shakes out with his uh, positioning. Yeah. How do you guys feel? Is that, uh, is that it for us tonight? I think we covered a good amount post-lottery. I've got to drink away my sorrows and just keep repeating the number eight over and over for the rest of the evening. Right. Yeah, I gotta say, of all the of all the Knicks draft lottery failures, this is not one that stings more than more Others. than most. No, uh, more than yeah. more than the idiot, you know. But uh, yeah, it was more than especially not more than last year. But yeah, they were either going to get the number one pick or they were going to slide. And the number one pick in a draft where there's no consensus, number one guy, that's just prime orchestration for like the Knicks to fuck it up. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Would have been cool to have Anthony Edwards. I really do like him, but I don't like him. And then R- Ball. I know. Well, you know, we're we're trading RJ for Devin Booker anyway. So. <laughs> yeah. Who gives, who gives a shit? I forget. Yeah, I got to keep looking at the whiteboard. Sorry, guys. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Donovan Mitchell. We're trading RJ for Donovan Mitchell. Oh, I yeah. always forget. Put my. Uh, I'll keep my tinfoil hat in the closet. We'll see yeah, what happens. Um, <laughs> all right, boys. I, I think that'll do it for us tonight. Um, Chip and I have another podcast coming in the wings, hopefully tomorrow, with the with the Utah Jazz guy. We're very excited to bring him onto the show and talk Jazz, uh, a team that's still in the playoffs and still has a lot to play for. So I'm sure there, there will be uh, plenty to talk about there. Colin, as always, man, we love having you on. Uh, love reading all your work at Hoops Habit. Um, very much appreciate your time tonight, sir. Absolutely. As always, appreciate uh, getting to chat it up with you guys. You know where to find me. Yes, most definitely. And from Chip and I, uh, we hope everybody's staying safe, and we will talk to you guys soon.